It's that time, Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I am your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the Tuesday night fanatic, Uncle Dave. Dave underscore Essler is with us. Uncle Dave, we're going to talk golf again. And uh, after last week, you know, we had our first golf tournament. I got to be honest with you, it was, it was actually really cool waking up early, at least on the first day. And, uh, you know, watching the guys go out there and get on the course and golf, it was uh, it was actually really cool. So I'm excited that golf is going to swing right back around. We're going to have the RBC Heritage Tournament this upcoming weekend. This will be played in Hilton Head, South Carolina at the Harbor Town Golf Links course that you actually know quite well. You've played there a few times. So, Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and uh, kind of introduce what we may or may not see with the uh, RBC Heritage Tournament this upcoming weekend. Well, what we are going to see that we don't usually see is a, a stacked field. You know, we know why it's a stacked field. These guys haven't played in forever, and, you know, I think probably some of them will play anywhere right now. But you don't typically see that here at Harbortown because it's usually played in April. Obviously, it was PPD this year, but it's also the week after the Masters, and you have a lot of guys that play in the Masters that just want the following week off for whatever reason. They did really well. They prep for the Masters for months and what have you. Um, they do get a good field at Harbortown every year, but not a great field like this one. Uh, and it's a type of course that uh, almost anyone can win because even more so than the Colonial last week, uh, this course is like super short uh, and uh, super tight. And the fairways uh, don't often go into rough. They go into pine straw. So it's tough to get any kind of spin on the ball if you're not in the fairway and driving at 325 isn't really going to help on too many holes. So it's always a fun tournament and one that I, I typically go to. I uh, lived up there for many years, and I would go again this year. It's only a few hours up there, but obviously no fans means no fans, so that means no Dave. So I got nothing to do but watch and bet, Sleepy. And you mentioned in Uncle Dave many of the years in the past, you know, this tournament has been, you know, weak on, on the stars. And again, you know, Tiger won't be there. This upcoming tournament, Phil won't be there, but we probably have six of the top seven, eight of the top 10 golfers in the world that are going to be here at this tournament. Rory will be there again. So, you know, it's another tournament that's probably going to have that major feel again, especially since we've had so much time off. We're not going to lack on stars. It's good. And I have a feeling this is kind of the way that it's going to play out is because, you know, so many of these guys, you know, they rely on income. And some of these golfers go out there and, you know, they rely on making a certain amount of money. And it's like, all right, well, you just cut my potential earnings in half. So it wouldn't shock me to see a lot of golfers continuously going ahead and playing in these big tournaments. And I think that's going to set up for a nice tournament this upcoming weekend. Now, we do have a ton of odds here, Uncle Dave. Last week, if you guys listen to our podcast, Uncle Dave gave out he gave out a handful of plays. He gave out some prop plays, some long shots, some of the lower guys, and actually did quite well. Now, my guy, Danny Lee, who I gave out, oh, I see he is in the tournament. I couldn't find him at first, but um, talk about a guy that cracked under pressure. He was doing well in round one, round two to start the day, and then he absolutely crumbled at the end of the day, and it kind of ruined him. I don't know if you saw Uncle Dave, but he was there. He was like he was going to make the cut. And I think he was on 17. He was minus two. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, he just got the birdie that I need. Now he's going to make the cut. And 
if you guys listened last week, I, I put him in the top 40, top 30, top 20, and then he just ended up crumbling. He ended up bogeying. I think it was either 17 or 18. But you got to wonder, you know, do I jump off this guy or maybe do I do I play him again? But we'll see. We have some odds here for you guys. Rory McIlroy, the overwhelming favorite as of right now. Uh, you can get him at 12 to 1 to go ahead and win this tournament. Now, some of the guys last week that did rather well, DeChambeau, he's going to be 14 to 1. Justin Thomas, 16 to 1. John Robb, 18 to 1. Xander Shoffley at 20 to 1. And if you jump down to the guy who almost won it last week, Colin Morikawa, he is at 28 to 1. So, Uncle Dave, I know you have some long shots there for this week. Why don't you go ahead and give a couple of those guys out? Well, I'm going to leave the long, long shots for a little bit later. Um, I, you know, anybody can take Rory. Uh, he hits the ball a long way. Not necessarily beneficial in Harbortown. Um, same can be said for Bryson. And at those prices, I mean, you don't need me to tell you that they're really good golfers and they could very well win. You know, the guys where I, I find a lot of value in, a guy like Webb Simpson at 30 to 1. I play most of these to finish top 10. You know, I think he's plus 300 top 10. Not the greatest top 10 odds. But he's another guy that kind of underperformed last week, uh, and that gives him a little bit better odds this week at 30-1. to 1. He's played here a ton, typically does okay. He's seventh in greens in regulation this year. He's great out of traps, and he's number one in birdies per round. So I think at 30-1, to 1, a lot of value there. I was on Patrick Reed last week. He's also 30-1, to 1, like him again. Um, he made a late charge last week. I think the course is designed for him. You know, he's still second in shots, game putting. 30-1, to 1, like him quite a bit. And uh, 35 to 1 is Justin Rose. We had him last week. I think we cashed a nice plus 950 ticket to finish top 10. Uh, his ball striking was great. He missed a ton of putts, but he didn't necessarily miss him badly. He just burned some edges, which, you know, that's correctable. That's not necessarily a, a mental downer. He's fifth in sand saves. Another thing I really like, because uh, if you miss these tiny greens, you're often in the sand. And here's another thing um, about European and Far East guys. I thought about this as I was going through it, you know, not a lot of them did overly well last week. Uh, John Rahm being a, probably the classic example. Um, you know, it's likely that they were in their home country during this mess and didn't necessarily fly to the States until they had to. So, you know, I think that could take a tournament or two to adjust. So I think there may be some value on some of those guys. So uh, my, my sort of mid-tier guy there is Rose at 35 to 1 as well. And uh, I know you got you got another one you want to sneak in there before I go with the big bomber. So let me know what you got this week. Are you doing Danny Lee again? I might throw him in there just because you know how it is, Uncle Dave, when it goes to you're going to play a guy or you're going to play on a team and they don't do you know what you expected them to do. And you're like, all right, I'm not going to mess with them this week. And then there they are showing up you know, at the top of the leaderboard or they turn around and they score 48 points in the next game. You're like, well, where was that effort when I needed it last week? So you know, maybe I'll just throw a couple bucks on him. And then at least if he doesn't show up, this week, then I could, you know, probably just get him out of my head and, you know, I don't have to deal with it. But Uncle Dave, I noticed last week, and I know we had a big monster field, and I know we have another big field this week, but when I looked at the leaderboard last week, I mean, it was a ton of guys, and I'll be honest with you, that I've never heard of. Like, I've never heard of um, Sun J.M., and I've never heard of, you know, Polson or Cameron Champ. Like, I've never heard of these guys um, you know, Abram answered and name another one, Rory Sabertini. You know, I've never heard of these type of golfers. And then when I went and I looked at the odds this week, I don't see a whole lot of these players again surfacing, you know, in the top 10, top 20. But here's kind of how I'm looking at it this week. You know, we talked about long shots, but why don't we talk about, 
you know, guys who would typically probably be long shots, but they're not this week. And that would be one Colin Morikawa and Daniel Berger, the guys who were right there at the top. You know, Berger won the tournament. Morikawa, you know, was right there. He didn't. But I noticed how their odds were actually placed this week. And, and these guys are, you know, right there in the top 10 again. You know, could these guys step up again? I would expect a letdown from these guys. One, because Morikawa didn't win it. And he's not typically, you know, in this type of a situation. And and Berger, you know, you would assume, you know, this guy just made like a million and a half dollars. It's like, you know, ha, ha, he's never really been in this place before. So I can only I can only say fade those those guys. And those are two guys that I won't play this weekend. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's not. But, you know, I, I just think it's, it's uncommon ground. It's uncommon territory for these guys to go ahead and step up again the following week after they had just like such great success, unless they're, you know, really looking at it like, you know, Oh, these paychecks are really nice. I'm going to go out and golf my ass off again. Well, then maybe you do get, you know, a repeat performance. But for me, um, it would be go ahead and, and stay away from the more cowers and the burgers. But it did, it did draw a little concern for me. The fact that there were so many guys last week that were just no name guys that, you know, I've never heard of. That ended up, you know, in the top 20, top 30 of the leaderboard there. And again, you know, there's a lot of guys that are showing up this week. Do you have any any guys like that, Uncle Dave, maybe that aren't, you know, long shots, but just like a guy that, that really nobody's heard of that is, you know, he, he's sneaking in that top 20, top 30 that maybe we should be looking at? That's a good question. And um, I do have a few more sort of longer shots and I'll save my bomb for later. But it was interesting listening to you talk about guys you've never heard of. And, and obviously, most of those guys I have heard of. And all I could think of was, this is like you trying to talk to me about UFC guys. And I'm like, oh, who is that? <laughs> who is that? So, uh, so yeah, I get it. It's tough to keep up with all this stuff. Um, a couple of other guys I, I threw a couple bucks on. Terrell Hatton at 40 to 1. I was hoping for a better price, but it is what it is. And really, at 40 to 1, it's just confirmation of, what I had already thought. The guy's ninth in greens of regulation, fourth in birdie average, fifth in scoring average. He's an above-average driver who he also came back from the U.K., which, you know, take a tournament. Again, he's number one in tee to greens this year by a wide margin, so I think that's a gift. I think Furyk at 100 to 1 and plus uh, or, uh, yeah, plus 1,000 or 10 to 1 in top 10, Furyk always plays well here. And he's number one in driving accuracy and number one in greens of regulation. You know, if you wanted some sort of sort of out there first round leader, you know, Fiora could be one. Uh, Brian Harmon at a hundred to one. I I almost wish he didn't play as well last week as he did. He he ended up falling apart late, but this is the type of course that's made for him. I mean, he's not a long hitter at all. Not to mention the fact that he's from Savannah, Georgia, which is really just a couple of long tee shots across the sound from Harbor Town. So he knows the greens. He's played there a ton. And then you look, he's 20th in scoring average, 26th in sand saves. And as I said, that's huge because you miss the greens here. You're either in the water or you got some really deep bunkers. So uh, also being at 11th in putts per round, uh, that's another guy that I think at that price has value. Uh, Ricky at 66 to 1. You know, I, I think everybody loves Ricky. He was the only guy last week that agreed to be miked on the course. So Ricky at 66 to 1 has some value. And that's where I'm. That's where I'm drawing the line as of right now. I mean, you can make a case for anybody in this course. That's where I'm drawing the line, aside from my my 500 to one shot. Okay, so Uncle Dave, before you go ahead and give out those long shots, let me go ahead 
and interject my thoughts on this one. And I'm going to go with guys that, you know, typically would not be long shots, but I think we're actually getting decent prices for these guys. And if you look at the top 10, you know, they're not in there. And it's surprising that Brooks Kepka's not there. You guys can get him in the top 20 at even money. And I think that that's actually quite a bargain because, you know, he's probably, you know, the best golfer in the world, maybe not ranking wise, but if you go back to the way that he played last year, um, at some point he's just going to, you know, turn back into, you know, same old Brooks Kepka that's out there kicking everybody's ass, you know, week in and week out. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use Kepka, but I'm going to use my best bet for this podcast. I'm going to go and I'm going to take a guy that last week Uncle Dave gave out, and I actually thought he would do really, really well. And unfortunately, he didn't. He didn't make the cut. And I didn't even get a chance to say when we were talking about it, Uncle Dave, that when you brought up Matt Kuchar, because we know that, you know, he's a very, very good putter. And last week it was, you know, the putters were probably going to be the ones to benefit. The fact that, you know, he didn't show up, but I liked him as well. Um, I was right with you, but I'm going to go back to him this week. I like Kuchar this week, and he's won here before. I believe he won here and maybe it was like 2015 or 2016. And as you talked about, you know, Ferrick has done well here. So, you know, at least Kucher has won here before. It's a, it's a course that he's going to be familiar with. And I think that there would be a little bit of an incentive for him to go ahead and rebound this week. The fact that he just that he didn't even make the cut last week. So you can go ahead and you can get Kucher at even money to go ahead and place in the top 30. So I'm going to give that out. Matt Kucher, top 30, yes, at even money. So there's my best bet, Uncle Dave. And uh, you have some long shots you want to go ahead and give out. And I know you gave out a couple last week, and those guys were right there. So I'll let you go ahead and take the floor. What are you thinking? First, I'm thinking I love your Kucher pick. I mean, as I said a little bit ago, you can go on forever, and, and you're absolutely right. Kucher, Kucher's kind of like Furyk, only a few years younger. He, he, he always plays well here, so... I'm in total agreement, and I will probably have something on him somewhere. But a couple of guys, if you want to really, um, you know, waste a dollar to win a lot of money, uh, Denny McCarthy, 400 to 1. You know, the guy's 11th in birdie average. He's 59th in FedEx Cup points. He's 50% sand save. And remember, I, I, can't, I can't tell you enough how important that is here. And he's 70% in greens of regulation. So, you know, his driving accuracy is hit or miss. If he stays in the fairway, I think he'll do well at 400 to 1. And then my next one, and this was something I just actually uh, kind of got off the, off the snide from uh, Stephen Hennessy, who's the uh, managing editor at Golf Digest. He and I were texting a little bit longer, a little bit earlier ago, uh, not long before uh, we started recording this. Ted Potter, 500 to 1. He was telling me about uh, he's going to probably – probably put 50 cents at least on him. I guess there was reports of him shooting a 59 in quarantine, and we talked about it, and he does excel on these sort of short venues where precision is uh, at a premium. So at 501, uh, the guy shot a 59, apparently. Now, that's unsubstantiated, but, you know, it comes from a pretty reliable source. So at 501, you know, how do you not? And those are my two... Let's have some fun bets, and, and, and they'll probably be fun, but, you know, hey, if, if we're right, we're really right. And certainly from past experiences, Uncle Dave, it's always nice to have one of those long bombers, at least in contention. You know, one of the things that we didn't give out, Uncle Dave, head-to-heads, as of right now, you know, there's not a whole lot of head-to-heads out there that you or I have really had a whole lot of time to go ahead and dig into. But 
for those of you guys who are listening to this one, you know, you could always go to our Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame and at Dave underscore Essler. And if we do find any head-to-heads that we like, you know, we're, we're going to put them out more than likely probably Wednesday, Wednesday night uh, for you guys to go ahead and bet on as well. Uncle Dave, I will tell you this. I went golfing yesterday twice. I did nine in the morning. I did nine in the afternoon. And then this morning I woke up and I did nine again. I can tell you I'm not getting any better. But one thing that I do notice is that my frustration for shooting like garbage or just hitting bad shots has actually, it's gotten a lot better. So I I can say that um, sometimes I guess when things become normal or you, you, you continuously do the same thing over and over and over again, it kind of has helped me, you know, not get as frustrated and be like, you know what, that's kind of expected for as much as I was shooting, you know, typically bad shots. I've noticed that I've actually, you know, limited, you know, maybe my 30 per round down to maybe 25. So although it doesn't seem like I notice it, I guess, I guess I'm kind of noticing a little bit, but uh, I just want to fill you in on how my golf game has been going. Now you did, you went golfing too, Uncle Dave. So how, how'd that go? Well, the first thing I want to share with you, and, and this is something you already know, so I'll, I'll kind of share it with the listeners. I mean, you know, the best way to not um, get overly pissed off about those 30 bad shots, Sleepy, that's to make sure that you cannot pass a P-test on the golf course. That helps dramatically. Um, personally, I played a little bit Friday. I got a new driver. Uh, my buddy Brian out there in Honolulu sent it to me to try it. It's one of those PXG sort of uh, prototype drivers. And uh, it took a little getting used to when it when it goes well, it goes really well. But it's a lot more flexible shaft than the one I'm used to hitting. So I definitely need to adjust where I hit it in my stance. Uh, and with that said, I'm looking forward to trying to hit it again tomorrow. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of pray myself to sleep, uh, putting myself on certain holes with a certain certain tee shot I want to hit, and how am I going to do it? So I'm I'm prepared, but as you know, it's just like betting. You can be as prepared as you want to be, but there's a big difference between preparation and execution. But again, just make sure that you can't pee in a cup on a golf course. Things will go a lot better. (laughs) Sound advice there from Uncle Dave. Well, that's it for our podcast, guys. I'm your host, Slippy J. Guys can find me on Twitter, Slippy J underscore pregame. And you could always find him on Twitter as well, Dave underscore Esler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the game.